1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on League Cup final weekend Celtic lifted the trophy yet again After another hand and double for Kyogo Rangers had hoped for a first piece of silverware For Michael Beale as well as the latest set of bragging rights But fell short on the day And there was drama in the Premiership As another defeat for Dundee United Spelled the end for Liam Fox I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday And Roger Hanna Yes, Kyogo loves the League Cup final Gordon, congratulations to Celtic and winning the Viaplay Cup yesterday at Hamden commiserations to Rangers of course commiserations also to Liam Fox who was axed after that United 4-0 defeat I witnessed at Ross County at the weekend could that open the door to a shock return for Craig Levine there was another Petaudry win for Barry Robson there was more red card VAR controversy for Daniel Phillips and don't think Gordon Duncan I didn't hear your voice crack even as far away as Dingwall when Callum Slattery <laughs> fired in that last minute free kick equaliser for Motherwell And they look on the bright side At least Hearts didn't ruin your weekend I didn't even realise there was football on at the weekend What we're going to talk about tonight <laughs> Now congratulations to Celtic uh, Another bit of silverware in the cabinet for them uh, In terms of Rangers I'm sure we'll get into plenty plenty details And another casualty in football management in Scottish football Yeah, fickle old business So one four one nine five one one zero two five With the best will in the world We might get round to Liam Fox leaving Dundee United But I would not hold your breath in Glasgow and the West So let's see what you've got for us tonight On League Cup Final Reflections Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You don't need me to ask any questions It's all there for you You congratulate the winner Celtic And you say Celtic fans What did you make of that? Where did it go right? You send commiserations to the losing side And you say Rangers fans Where did it go wrong? And sometimes in this part of the footballing world It's the where it went wrong bit That gets answered the loudest So let's find out 01419511025 What did you take away from yesterday? The performances on the pitch Who stood out? Good or bad? And then of course the usual uh, bravado that follows About gaps and markers And bragging rights and advantages And all the rest of it 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's not hang around too much longer Because I know people will be chomping at the bit To get their thoughts in But it is a Monday night Result of the weekend Roger Easy Celtic uh, First domestic silverware of the season um, They weren't at their best I don't think anyone's pretending They were at their best But when you play in a cup final All that matters is the final score And those two goals From Kyogo Furuhashi Very similar to Hibs A year ago Enough to win the cup I was going to pick that as well Gutted oh, the buzzer right before me took it off ah, your toes. Yeah, I'm going to go Ross County Good old fashioned six pointer up in Dingwall. My good friend Roger Hanna was there to see it live, and you know not only was that a fantastic result, but the man of the performance as well. Yeah, he only made it back down this morning. Actually, it was, <laughs> it's a pleasure to to have him here. Uh, goal of the weekend, Roger. Good choices, to be fair. Yeah, and again, I've been lucky. God, in the last few weeks, it's been goals at games that I've been at, and it's the same at the weekend. You could have picked. Jan Dander's goal You could have picked Eamon Brophy second But I'm going to go for Jordan White's goal For Ross County The one that put him 3-0 up Against Indian United Great move down the left hand side Lovely dummy By Jordan White To free Eamon Brophy He got down the left Into a crossing position Flashed in across And then Spectacular diving header From Jordan White That means you need to answer this Very carefully Yep And it's two weeks in a row That I'm going to Got give to Motherwell A bit of applaud Quite right 
So, uh, yep, Callum Slattery. Uh, fantastic bit of individual skill. Uh, free kicks from a, a fair distance. He's got to be upwards of 25 yards. And, yeah, the last minute keeps uh, Stuart Kettlewell and Motherwell with a good run. So, yeah, well deserving. I need to play the can. clip of Mark Wilson when we said, oh, there's a free, late free kick to Motherwell. Callum Slattery's over it. Yeah, listen, he's, he's not got it in his locker. Move on, he said. I'm more interested in hearing the clip of the voice crack that Roger's talking about. <laughs> Nonsense. Oh. Nonsense. I think he said, um, Slattery will get you nowhere. Gordon Duncan, he said, no, no, he'll score. And he scored. The howler of the weekend. Now, I must admit, I was braced for all sorts after you know what, yeah, what could have been yesterday but yesterday fairly une- uneventful on, on, yeah, the, on the sort of so traditional howler front the howler happened right in front of me literally oh, wow, wow, right yes. in front of me in front of the press box at Dingwall at the weekend routine ball inside left channel by Jan Danda there was no danger whatsoever out came Jack Newman back went Charlie Mulgrew back went Ryan Edwards Charlie kicked it off Ryan Edwards the goalie was in no man's land and even Brophy scored and it just summed up Dundee United's dismal, disastrous day in Dingwall. I've got to give the nod to Fashion Sakala. Uh, I think, especially after his words in the media, that you know I've, I've never been a fan of comments like that because it just can always lead to to biting you in the backside. And I mean, at the time, I thought uh, you know it's at a tight angle. Maybe it's took a skip off the pitch or a bobble. But having mm. watched it back, there's no way that he should not score that goal. And it was at that moment Andy Haldy broke his TV apparently. But uh, last but not least, your top man, top performer over the weekend. Yeah, it has to be Kyogo um, to do that again mm. in a Hamden final like he did for Celtic last year. Um, he spoke after the game about he couldn't get the smile off his face, and he wants to keep smiling until the end of the season. 24 goals now for the season um, you would think he would end up somewhere in the 30s it was between two for me uh, I thought Rio Hatati again was absolutely fantastic yesterday but I've given the nod to Cameron Carter-Vickers uh, I think that's you know we're into the fifth or sixth old firm game that he's been a part of since he's been to the football club and I'm coming away for every game I think he's one of the best players on the pitch I think any time that Celtic had to defend yesterday nine times out of ten it was Cameron Carter-Vickers that was there to mop up so yeah, he's a deserving performer of the week for me. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Then, what did you make of yesterday? It's as simple as that. Graham is a Rangers fan to kick things off. How how would you sum up your, your feelings about yesterday, Graham? Disgusted, in one word. Well, it's cleaner than it could have been, so I, I don't mind that um, to kick off the show. What in particular disgusted you? Well, two nothing behind. We get back to two one. And we take a scorer off and bring a like for like on. We take three midfielders off and bring three midfielders on like for like. There's no change. There's been no change there for Steven Gerrard. No change for Van Bronckhorst. And it's leading down the same path to Michael Beale. There's no change. There's no change in up. Why, why did you not bring Cholak on to go two up top and we're two one down against our greatest rivals? So Michael Beale's the man that's at the the forefront of most of your frustration from yesterday, yeah? One hundred percent. Somebody needs to take the fall in the eyes of fans, Roger yeah, Hanna. And look, the scattergun will probably come out at some point. Michael Beale's getting it from Graham. Yeah, listen, it's been really strange because um there has been no honeymoon period for Michael Beale as Rangers manager. Even before the final yesterday, Gordon, thirteen wins out of fourteen, a draw against Celtic. And he was still in the line of fire from Rangers fans, particularly after the Partick Thistle game, um, the banner at the Livingston game, 
and you sort of knew if things went wrong yesterday, he would be the first guy in the line of fire. I, I think it's difficult for him just now. He's still dealing with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's squad. Some of the squad go back to his own time with Steven Gerrard. Some of the squad go back even before Steven Gerrard. And I think that is one of the issues, that Rangers haven't turned the squad over quickly enough. And the substitution, I actually thought Raskin and Jack coming on yesterday lifted Rangers. Um, I'm not sure I would have taken Morelos off for Cholak because Morelos has got a goal and a time when you're 2-1 down in a cup final, Gordon DL will tell you, never take off the guy who's most likely to get you a goal. But um, I think, you know, personally, I think Michael Beale is very early in his Rangers tenure to be taking this level of stick. But the Rangers fans do not seem to be taken by him. I think the big shot for me was when I seen the, the team lineup uh, come out. I think there was always a lot of doubt in terms of if Malik Tillman was fit. I thought it was a bonus when you seen him on the uh, on the starting eleven. But to see no Raskin from the start was a was a real shot for me. Uh, you know, and I can get it. He's not played a lot of football for a you know for a number of months. But you know, in the two games that he's played, he's looked very, very, uh, very, very good. He's got man of the match in both of them. Uh, and if we're talking about players that aren't really fit going into the game Malik Tillman hadn't trained in two weeks John Lundstrom hadn't trained a month and you know they still got the nod so I think the omission of Raskin was a real shot for me but then to not bring him on at half time I thought was was even bigger of, uh, of a surprise I thought that change would be made but I've got to agree with Graham in terms of Alfredo Morelos coming off the pitch was a, was a real real surprising one for me uh, I don't know if I would have brought Cholak on for someone else. I'd have probably just kept it the way it was at that time in the game. I thought Rangers had really came on to it. as well, having scored. Yeah, he's, he's, I, yeah, and I, and I think you know I, I don't think he set the world alight in his performance, but I thought you know he, he sort of fed off scraps what he had to do. He did okay. He's just off the back of a goal. Rangers are you know starting to uh, gather a bit of momentum, and then to bring on Antonio Cholak, I, I don't think you have the same level of player in there. Yeah, he scored a lot of goals, but. No, I think Alfredo Morelos would have stayed on the pitch for me. I mean, some strong language, Graham. You said you were disgusted. Just is it specifically yesterday? Was that just a a, a game that that your team got wrong, or have you got you know sort of bigger frustrations generally about where you're at in comparison to your rivals? You see, every week you see they always always classing as them. They're cruising every single week. We cruise. Every now and then to our victory, but every other, every other second week we are we're hanging on. You know what I mean? So, and it's really, really, really frustrating. It's fashion Sakala's Uncle Graham. We've got on the phone there. He's um, Roger. That, that like that's the thing about a game like yesterday. You can forget coming on here and just talking about the ninety minutes and what sub was made and who played what pass. The whole magnitude of it then gets brought into sharp focus for the winners where are they and what level can they get to and for the losers how far are they behind and what does Michael Beale need to do and is the recruitment right and have the board backed them and you know all sorts gets gets brought into to focus how how disappointing damaging I don't know whatever word you want was yesterday for Rangers well Michael Beale spoke in the middle of last week Gordon and he said even if Rangers lose the final it won't Define the job he's going to do at Rangers um, and have lost the final. And I think he's got a lot of thinking to do this morning. 
Um, he's already brought in a couple of younger players Nicholas Raskin, Todd Cantwell I think Raskin's just turned 22 Cantwell's 25 today Many happy returns um, That's what he needs to do He needs more of that He needs more transfer windows The Rangers squad is ageing It looked tired yesterday In comparison to the Celtic squad It looks you know, I think from the, that 2019 final That Rangers lost Seven starters yesterday Gordon, Celtic had one yep. starter they haven't turned the squad over nearly quickly enough. But that said, I think Michael Beale does have scope. There's a lot of players out of contract. I think nine first-team players out of contract in the summer. The decisions he's got now is, does he let Morelos go? Does he let Kent go? What does he do with Tillman? Does he let Ryan Jack go? And does he use the money... You know, their wages and the wages of, of the, the older statesmen, the McGregors, the Davises, the Arfields, the Hollanders, who will surely go. You know, th- does he just basically start again and build a new team in his own image from the, from the summer going forward? And they have no doubt we'll get a range of emotions. I, I just keep going back to it because it was a very strong word to kick us off that Graham says he's disgusted. Is there a, is there a wider concern? Is there a wider anger there from a Rangers perspective? Um, or did you just lose a football match to a better team and, and you, you recover and, and move on? Listen, it's been the same movie. I mean, Celtic have won you know twenty one trophies in the span that Rangers have won two, so there's going to be a lot of uh, frustration. But in terms of taking the game in isolation, you know, I said the omission of Raskin was a real shot for me, and I, I look at Michael Beale's desire to get Raskin in in January to not buy. It. I think when you look at it, when Rangers. You know, we were initially talking about a pre-contract that we are going to get Raskin for a free transfer in the summer but they wanted it over the line now surely it was for games like this that's why for me I thought it was a no-brainer to start the game so for the, for, for him sorry to then not play the game was a real shock uh, in terms of the game in isolation I thought I don't think either team were great uh, but I think the majority of football that was played came from Celtic uh, I think that the first goal comes at a really poor time for Rangers but you, f- you sensed it coming I think for the sort of 30th, 35th minute onwards I thought Celtic were really growing into the game started you know, getting around Rangers box purple with shots uh, and then the, in the second half it's, it's, I think it's got to be said that Rangers sort of lifted their level but you know, I think for the majority of the piece I think the you know, the, the deserving mm. winners were Celtic uh, Thank you to Graham What about Alan then Alan how would you sum up your feelings about yesterday? Uh, no, I wasn't disgusted, but disappointed. Uh, I think Andy's touched in, and Roger touched on a few points. Uh, and Michael Beale's interview at the start saying he was being loyal because these players got him to the final, which I, I get. But Raskin and Cantwell, I think it was clear to everybody watching the game that Lindstrom and Tillman were nowhere near fit. Uh, you're playing a strong Celtic team and you're literally two men down. Uh, Lindstrom could have been taken off after 5-10 minutes because he was that much off the pace and if he's injured it's, it's no helping him as well so uh, I was disappointed and I think hopefully Michael Beale will learn for that uh, can he play players that are not fit Well here's what he had to say in case anyone hasn't heard the justification Well listen since I come back in I've tried to provide some consistency and, and clarity in terms of messages that the team are uh, are comfortable with and that same team played ever so well in the old firm at New Year it played the best performance in terms of 90 minutes since I come back away at Hearts and that on that night it was excellent so we had our goals on the pitch you know Tillman and the front three have been in fine form since I've come back uh, over 20 goals um, in that team that was there since I've come back in so it's fine you know 
you, you've got two players come into the club and have played two and a half games each against opponents where you've got the ball. There was a little bit more we had to do today defensively and also match legs. And so there's, there's no qualms in terms of performance. I just felt at that moment I needed to shake the tree a little bit and try something. And we were stronger after that because we scored. But we scored from an isolated moment before I actually made those changes. The explanation is understandable to a point, Roger. It doesn't seem to be washing with many of the the Rangers fans. They Andy, all seem to want Nicholas Raskin to have played. Andy, cover your ears now. Um, if Michael Beale wants a squad of players to beat Hearts and Hibs in Aberdeen, he's got a squad of players to beat Hearts and Hibs in Aberdeen. If Michael Beale wants a squad of players to beat Celtic, then he'll need to do something about it. I'm, go- I'm going to quote somebody. Albert Einstein. He was about even before Hugh Keevans. He said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's what Rangers are doing against Celtic at the minute. They're picking the same players. They're picking the same formation. They're making broadly similar substitutions. Scott Wright on again at the end of the final yesterday. And they're losing the games. So if Michael Beale was content, you know, he's talking about picking a team that went to Tyne Castle and won. Great. Well done. But if he wants a team that's going to beat Celtic, this isn't the team for him. He's going to have to make big, big changes. So how much of this is on Michael Beale, Alan, or do other people need to take a, a share of responsibility? Uh, I think yesterday in the first half, I think a lot of it uh, was Michael Beale. I'm repeating, uh, well, I, I'm asking Andy and, and Roger and yourself, it was, did you think Lindstrom was fit? And Tillman. And then Tillman got a knock uh, about 10 minutes into the game and he didn't really recover for that. So uh, a lot of it... Uh, on Michael Beale and then when he did make the subs I thought it changed the game dramatically so the same people who's not been in the uh, only played two and a half games for the club but Raskin and Cantwell I thought it changed the game and Jack yeah. uh, look you don't want to take everything away from Michael Beale but at the same time Andy the subs were coming on at 2-0 yeah. and you, you could argue that like I say I don't want to take it away but it equally was the goal that changed the game as, mm-hmm. as much as the subs Like Ryan Jack did see a lot more of the ball And had a lot more control than Lundstrom did And so on And, and Tillman perhaps wasn't fit um, but, but they were standing there They were about to come on at 2-0 um, yeah. So it helped I think didn't it Yeah it did But that's why I said earlier on in the show That I was surprised that Raskin didn't start the game But I was even more surprised that he never came on at half time Because yeah. I felt that everyone watching the game Sensed that changes were coming I thought Celtic were completely dominant in the game They had all the ball I, I, I think Rangers sort of pressed high up the pitch with no contact so it was just sort of easy for Celtic to knock it about midfield and, it, and I think the first goal is a perfect example of that Rangers are sort of in a position to press but don't press so then Celtic then find the free man the free man again they work it out wide to get the goal so I thought a change at half time was imminent didn't come and then I think as a manager and listen Roger quite rightly said Michael Beals had a, you know, a relatively good start at Rangers with 13 wins a draw Going into the cup final Major mm. disappointment Obviously losing that game But I do th- I do feel that he got that one wrong I do think half time uh, Substitutions were really important uh, Thank you very much to Alan What about the rest of you Out there That seems the inquest Has started already Amongst you Rangers fans About where it went wrong If you're a Celtic fan You'd like to Put a more positive spin on things And praise your part in it We are here for you 0141-951-1025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are both here We're starting to pick our way through yesterday's League Cup final at Hamden We should be finished doing that by about July So we'll see how we get on uh, Get in touch 0141-951-1025 Here are the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu 
yeah, very pleased and obviously very proud of um, all the players and staff. Um, we've worked awfully hard for a very long time and part of the process of working hard is to get rewarded for it at some point so you can keep working hard and, uh, you know, the boys got the reward today, which is, yeah, I think, well-deserved for them and... Um, you know, just you know what it means for our supporters. So, uh, you know, a great day for the football club. That's the expectations when at this when you're at this football club. That I'm doing interviews with Gordon Strachan, mate. You know how hard it is following guys like that and Martin and Brendan and Neil Lennon. And this club is steep in success. So when you take the job, you know that's your responsibility. Um, but it doesn't diminish, you know, the achievement. I don't think. You know, I think we still, you know, celebrate the fact. We don't take it for granted that you just roll up in a Celtic shirt and it's given to you, you've got to earn it. And we earned it, you know, and I think that's the greatest thing for me is that, um, you know, everything we've got in the last sort of 18 months since I've been here a bit longer now is, you know, we've earned through hard work and a real belief uh, within the group. I take great pride in that. Let's bring in Davey, who's a Celtic fan in Dumbarton. Davey, you've just heard from your manager. How are you feeling about him and the, the job that's being done at the moment after yesterday? Uh, brilliant. Um... Well, I was listening. I was actually listening to the podcast yesterday, and that's what I heard. But uh, Mark Wilson saying like, it doesn't change the way he plays, and that. but it does make tweaks. And see the thing is, that's watching the game yesterday, and that's what I thought. Hatati was a lot more left, so he was getting like, extra protection to Taylor there, and he was winning a lot of boards. And I think see that in the first half, that 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 won us the game. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of Ange Postacoglu who's verging on getting responses that we can't air on a family show among Celtic fans, Roger Hanna, in a positive sense, given yeah. what's been happening? Uh, I don't know about Ali McCoy's driving him to the airport, but I think Ange is driving Rangers fans to distraction at the minute after, after that, another victory yesterday. Uh, David's right, Hatati had a really good game. He was noticeably over to the left, you know, sort of in between Maida and Taylor, if you like, and just the energy... Of that Celtic midfield And I know that I think it was one of the previous calls Maybe Alan or Graham Talking about you know Was Tillman fit Was Lundstrom fit They certainly Were slower of foot And slower of thought Than Hatati McGregor and Moy And We gave You know All the fanfare to Kyogo At the top of the show Quite rightly so Two goals again In a League Cup final But for me The game was won and lost In that midfield area And McGregor Hatati and Moy just dominated the Rangers three. I mean, you mentioned Hatati, Davy. Is is he the standout for you? Honest, I thought I thought Carol Starfield had a, a brilliant game yesterday. I thought I thought the, the midfield three. You see, you see, as the game wore on, you see, I, see when they took uh, Moy off. That's what I thought. Hatati was what bone at that point, but the manager knows what he's doing, doesn't he? It's. You can't argue It's, like, it's funny Because that managers Live and die by this stuff Michael Bull's been Criticised for his selection And his changes Andy um, Ange Postacoglu Took Hitati and Kyogo Off at a time yeah. When the game was Kind of in the balance So that works It works You know Now we know In hindsight um, yeah. and, and listen The two of them Came off in, a, in Rangers Best period of the game So if, if that then Goes to a, a, a two each And you've got 30 extra minutes Without Hitati and Kyogo On the pitch I don't think Celtic fans Would be too happy But listen They've got every right to trust in their manager, uh, you know. In terms of Hatati, I think it's very, very difficult to pick who's been Celtic's best player this year. But yeah. for me, he probably shades it more than mm. more than everyone else, just because a lot of games that I've watched European games, mm. I think he's been the standout. I mean, uh, like, you've played against him, obviously, as well. What what is it then? What what is it that's impressing you so much when you when you see him up close? I think he ticks every box. To be honest, I think in terms of athleticism, he's just a complete athlete. Uh, in in possession, he's very very technical. Out of possession, doesn't give opponents a minute. Uh, he's getting in the box. He's he's, he's contributing in goals, assists. Uh, 
quite rightly David pointed out the outer position he does so much for the team covering in the left hand side right hand side getting back in the box so listen I think he's just covering all bases and uh, I think yesterday I think it was between him and uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers for me who was uh, the main standout in the game and I think if you actually look at the game I think the six attackers that started the game I thought they were all relatively quiet except for Kyogo who obviously scores two important goals but I think the game was won in midfield and I think Hattati was a big you part of that You ever thought of one of those mouth shields? Uh, I probably should to be honest my teeth are no great so He's looking brilliant by the way Fantastic, it's, it's, the best yeah, yeah. it's definitely getting there um, <laughs> I digress Roger the <laughs> By the way it's a blue gum shield as, as well Does that mean no? yours would need to be green and white? If I you don't think one? so no because but I'm surprised Do you know why? Why? Because it's a national colour of Japan That's why he wears it Andy, that's why he's here To provide that Because <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> I, was, I thought that was red and white So <laughs> uh, well, you you, well, remember the World Cup You know, they wear blue shirts Right, hold on a minute Enough, right We've got enough on our plate Before we, we, we worry about the colour of Ray Hattati's gum shield um, We did it in the first part of the show with Rangers You know, you swing from what happened yesterday To the big picture What's the big picture for Celtic looking like then? The big picture for Celtic is looking like holding on to Ange Postacoglu at all costs. Um, there would be worry among some Celtic fans. There was reports coming out of Australia last week that he may leave the club in the summer. Don't know if there's anything in the reports or not. There was links with Leeds United. There was links with Everton. There was links with Brighton. There was links with Southampton. None of them have come to anything. Much to the relief, I would say, of the Celtic support. <laughs> But the biggest problem Celtic could possibly encounter, maybe in the summer, maybe next summer, maybe the summer that, will be the day when Ange Postecoglou leaves. That's the size of the impact he's had on this team then? Yeah, without doubt, because you know, you think, I think it's two years ago next Monday night, 7th of March, the Rangers won the league title. Um, Celtic drew 0-0 with Dundee United at Tannadice. They were slow, they were sluggish, they were bereft of quality, they were bereft of belief, they were bereft of any confidence. And from that, Ange Postecoglou has transformed the team. They've won a league title, they've now won two league cups, they're well placed to win a second title. They might even win a domestic treble this season. So if you want to have a look at Ange Postecoglou's impact on the football club, Go back to where they were the day walked in the front door and look at where they are today. Yeah, second League Cup in the bag, maybe en route to a second league title as well. It certainly looks like it. Thank you to Davy. What about Billy, who's a Rangers fan on the line? What a day on, Billy. Have you calmed down any? Are you as angry as you were yesterday? Maybe even more angry? I don't know. How would you describe it? Well, I'm not as angry as I was, but I'm still I'm still there. <laughs> um the thing that got me yesterday was when I first seen the actual team lineup, and um, the commentaries. I was listening to yourself and Gordon and Mark, and uh, you said it was basically the same team that started out in January against Celtic. Yeah, it was the but same year. Me, yeah, but to me, Michael Bill hadn't learned nothing for that, because in the first half, Rangers came out so sluggish, so slow, and that's not just against the Celtic. That's been a lot this season. Uh, with Giovanni and with Michael Beale, and then we pick up in the second half. You can't do that against Celtic. I mean, Celtic go. I mean, it's, for the first whistle, when the, the ref, when the guys in the middle kicking off, the referee blows the whistle. Celtic are straight at it, and then so, so are a lot of teams. 
And Rangers just don't seem to be at that level. How Raskin can't well. I know they've only had a couple of games and all the rest of it, but he brought them in and it took a lot of time to bring them in in January, but they were the big signings. And then they were left on a bench. You know what I mean? Um, and for the actual Rangers team yesterday, for the first whistle to the concentration, concentration level was, wasn't there. To me, they just didn't... I don't know. It just, there was no concentration there. And Celtic, Celtic weren't at their best. Everybody was saying that. I mean, I was watching it yesterday down in my local. Right? But... Um, and everybody was saying that. It says, what's happened to Rangers? And Cel- and what's happened to Celtic? Because Celtic wasn't about their best, but Celtic were about everything. You know, they were getting chances on goals. Alan McGregor made some saves and all the rest of it. But all the rest of it. But to me, Rangers are just too slow starting off in every game. And it's obviously came back to bite them in their bum. Who takes the blame for that, Billy? To me, Michael Bale. Just yesterday I mean how do you feel About him overall then Because Roger mentioned At the top of the show We're in a a Strange scenario Where He goes into yesterday You know Unbeaten Having won most of his games He had the The side show if you like The the banner And the drama With Partick Thistle And and now he does seem To be getting a lot of stick today How do you feel about him overall Right Understand what you're saying But Michael Beale I mean I has won His games And all the rest That he's really won Against Celtic but for every game he's come out against us, that's not the way Rangers should play. That's not the way Rangers should play. We're going to improve it. We're going to try and improve it. We're going to do this. Or that. That's up to the manager to improve the team. That's up to the managers to pick the team up, the players that he's picking. I mean, he must see it weekend, uh, day in and day out and training and all the rest of it. You can't come out every game, whether we win or whether we draw or whatever, and turn around and say, oh, that wasn't good enough. Well, it should be good enough. And that's up to the manager to make it good enough. It's up to him to inspire the players and get the players up to that level. Yeah, watching the game, I said it earlier, I felt as if Rangers were in a lot of position to get closer to Celtic, to, to, to press, try and harry, and they never done that. So I could only then assume that that was a sort of game plan for Michael Beale, because if it wasn't, I'd imagine there'd have been drastic changes at half-time, but then he never made any changes, so he must have been relatively happy. I'm not surprised it, it might be that what he's seen in the first half, and obviously the... I mean, the first goal comes at a really important time for Celtic because if, if Rangers get in at half-time 0-0, uh, I think they've been lucky to do so because, like I said, I do think that first goal was coming. But I actually think the second half, for me, is more what I've seen of Rangers over the last few weeks because the amount of promising positions Rangers got in in that sort of 25-30 minute spell and it amounted to nothing. And I'm talking about 3v3 counter-attacks when Greg Taylor loses the ball. I think somebody else loses the ball in the middle of the pitch for Celtic 4v4 and it amounts to no shot and goal, no chance, no 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 goal. I think that's more what I've seen over the last few weeks where, you know, getting ourselves in promising positions, but just that lack of imagination, that lack of final balls just letting them down at the moment. I'm sure he, I'm sure he knew Roger. He's, he's been here before. Michael Beale is now the main man, though. He's in the hot seat. If he was in any doubt whatsoever about what the football environment's like here, I get the sense that he'll know all about it today. Yeah, and listen, Billy said he was angry. Billy doesn't sound surprised, though. And that's the thing. I don't think many people were surprised with the way yesterday unfolded, God, listen to predictions in the show on Saturday. I think everyone sort of thought Celtic would probably win narrowly. And the whole... Hugh Keevan's got it wrong, obviously. Well, I mean. the, the whole week, Gordon, 
has unfolded as you would expect it to unfold because Billy and the Rangers fans and the Celtic fans too have lived through it before. Your Rangers players before the game saying, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do the next thing. And then they don't turn up against Celtic. And then afterwards, James Tavernier's wheeled out to say, oh, you know, if you're going to be at Rangers, you've, you know, you've got to win every game, you've got to do better than this. Well, talk's cheap. You need to do it on the pitch. And, you know, Tavernier and that Rangers back four, no clean sheets in the last seven games against Ange Postacoglu's Celtic. You're not going to do very much if you keep allowing them to mm. score goals. So the build-up unfolded the way we expected. The game unfolded the way we expected. They're going to meet at least twice, possibly three times again before this season's over, Gordon. These are big, big games for Michael Beale because, and this is going to annoy Hugh further, he needs to change the narrative of this fixture. Otherwise, Rangers will mm. keep losing this fixture. It can never all be about one man, though, Billy. Are there any... Any players that you felt were particularly culpable yesterday or that need to improve overall? Oh yeah, there's a few players that do. I mean, I don't even know why Kamara's still in the park. I mean, to me, Kamara yesterday was just, you know, there. Seriously, and uh, Jack should have started. <coughs> and um, we need to get right back on. I know Mo scored yesterday. Uh, sorry, no, Mo. Morellis scored yesterday but I mean the top scorer at the beginning of the season or the rest I know he's had injuries but you need to get that guy's confidence back up and don't keep picking Morelis because to me he's just no the same player he used to be in Kent isn't the player that he should be would you, would you keep them Billy? because that's one of the biggest decisions now for Michael Bill and the Rangers board given where they are in the Rangers careers now now Alfredo Miller scored yesterday. It's only his third goal in 21 games against Celtic. Ryan Kent, three goals in 19 games against Celtic. Kyogo's got three goals in two months against Rangers. If Rangers are going to get the better of Celtic moving forward into next season, do you need an upgrade on Morelos and Kent? I wouldn't keep Morelos and I wouldn't keep Kent. Well, both, Andy. I'd keep Kent. Um in terms of Morelos I'm not too sure uh, but I think is there confidence in the board giving Rangers money uh, when they do if inevitably the, the players do leave is there confidence in the, the recruitment structure that they actually bring in two players that are better than, uh, than Morelos and Kent all questions that are unanswered for me uh, so for listen I've been probably Ryan Kent's biggest defender because I, I, you know, I played with him I know how good he is but I do think there's been a lot of games that you sort of flatter to deceive with the ability the boys got and I think yesterday was another case of that as well. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I would definitely keep Kent. Thank you, Billy. 01419511025. Great time to call. We'll get you on next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday's here, Roger Hanna alongside him, and you can get in touch on the usual number. If you want to tweet as well, uh, you can do 01419511025. The phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter, just things you never thought you would hear the day after those sides meet Roger, Hannah, Andrew, I'm a Celtic fan I think Nick Walsh had an outstanding game and the team were good for 70 minutes, I wasn't happy with a bad as die, fair play, good decision I was screaming for a penalty there we go, got the big build up all last week everyone was giving it, oh it's guaranteed VAR drama, it's going to be chaos, 
And it passed without a second mention And listen, I said in the show on Saturday That was what we wanted We didn't want a show Specifically on a Monday night Andy were like a nice quiet show on a Monday night We did not Oft. want VAR controversy After an Old Firm Cup final We wanted to be here talking about The football the winning team congratulating them, etc., etc., and congratulating them on the football, not saying, ah, they got lucky, you know, because of a VAR decision. Fortunately, we got that. I did think Nick Walsh handled the game well. Uh, there was nothing for John Beaton to do in that VAR truck. He could sit with his feet up having a Sunday Why roast. Why do we keep calling it a truck? I'm just curious. I've noticed this starting to seep in. It was mentioned Some, a few times. Somebody called it a VAR van, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, VAR van, that's what I've heard. Um, to be fair, yeah. though, he, he did have a very good game, got to say. There wasn't. Many Watch, major yeah. talking points, but there, there definitely was a cut of decisions in the game where I thought, "Oh, he's got that wrong." You see the replay; he's actually got it spot on. <laughs> and, 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 and yet, ten bookings at the finish up. Well, I think eight of them, eight of them came in the ninetieth person. Yeah, yeah, so. It did get a little bit chaotic at the end, but but nothing untoward. So anyway, uh, rare praise for a match official. There you go. Um, let's bring in Scott, who's a Celtic fan. What pleased you most about yesterday, Scott? Sorry, say that again. Pleased you most about yesterday? Give us all your thoughts. I just thought the midfields were 10 times better, obviously, than Rangers' midfield. But what I was wanting to say as well, there was a guy that was sitting beside us, they took a funny turn and ended up going to the hospital. So I was just wanting to hopefully just wish him, if, if he's listening or whatever, hopefully that everything's turned out all right for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Always um, a bit worrying when stuff like that happens at the games, but it wasn't something I was aware of. But you're right, hopefully hopefully everything's okay. Um, Scott felt, you know, midfield... There probably isn't one simple answer to this If I was to make you pick Sort of one department Andy That you think does win or lose these games Or, or win them in Celtic's favour Is it midfield or is it wide is it, What's the? I'd probably say who scores the most goals So I'd say it's both yeah. boxes But I do think the game was won in midfield yesterday I completely agree with Scott And listen you can go through the three of them I thought Cal McGregor was really good Specifically first half I thought he was the one that sort of dictated the tempo Rangers probably gave him too much space So if you give somebody like his quality too much space He's going to punish you and again, I touched on it. I think Hattie and Cameron Carter-Vickers were the two outstanding players in the game for me. But again, you've got to say Aaron Moyes went very, very much under the radar in terms of his contribution to the game. He because plays the, two, the, the sort of killer yeah. pass for both goals, and doesn't think, he? Oh, he doesn't get the assist. I think specifically the second one. The second one's very, very good because he's in a really, really tight space. I think the first one, he's, he's allowed probably a bit too much room. He turns, he slides it out wide. But the first one, he's in a really tight pocket of space. He managed to get it on the half turn, slides a lovely ball into Hattie. And again, he makes two telling contributions to the goals. Do you know think? Callum McGregor was had been brought in at 19 from Holland or Spain. He'd get far more headlines than he does just now. He's got a, he's got a phenomenal record. He's got 18 major trophies now. He's won all 15 finals at Hamden that he's played for Celtic either through the youth team or the first team. He's got better and better. He seems to have excelled since he took the armband from Scott Brown a couple of seasons ago, you know, he's not one of these guys that has a has a wild off-field lifestyle, he's not on the front pages of the newspapers, you know, he's not got a fancy foreign name, but he'll probably go down, when he hangs up his boots, Callum McGregor will go down as one of the most successful footballers in the history of Celtic Football Club, and sometimes I think we sort of gloss over how good he is. Yeah, I've said that a few times, I think he's Celtic's best player, I think if Atati keeps performing the way he is, I think he might be knocking on the door of that, but... I actually thought when Ange came in and he, he played Cal McGregor in that deeper role, I, you know, knowing his attributes, obviously playing against him, I, I didn't really think it would suit him that much. But I actually think he's excelled in that position. Yeah. I think he's got better, and I think when he's in that position, that sort of, I don't think Celtic are the, 
the same team when he doesn't play listen I've just credited Aaron Moyne he's a, having a fantastic season but earlier on in the season when he was playing that deeper line role I thought the tempo was slowed down a little bit too much uh, but when Cal McGregor's in there it's like I said it takes the tempo of the game but not only that he's got a very deceiving burst of pace which you see for the build so up on the second goal as well down the line as well wasn't there yeah I think in it the first was a in yeah. the first half yeah so you know, he, he, not only somebody can dictate it with the ball at his feet, he can actually sort of be a ball carrier as well when the space opens up. Uh, what else do you take away from it, Scott, then, overall? Just a few of my friends are saying that Rangers are getting closer to closer to obviously they're on one end, but I just don't want to see it. To, to be honest with you, I'm more of one of these guys. He, needs, he definitely needs next summer to bring in players. Look, the front three, like the front three need to go for me with Rangers. Look, they're just, they're, they're nowhere near it. And for the midfield, I don't even think Rangers he's starting midfielders would even make on the Celtic's bench so and, and that's me being honest I think he really really needs to he needs seven or eight players doesn't he to come in I think he just has to get rid of everybody who's out a contract and, and just start again to be honest that's, that's what I think the fact of the matter is as well is you know we're talking about when Ange Postecoglou coming in we're talking about that he needed the windows but you need to get them right so when you look at the yeah. recruitment that Celtic have made since Ange Postecoglou's coming in the door I mean, you've got to be talking about a 70-75% success rate with a lot of players coming in making telling contributions. So we're talking about Rangers needing a revamp or a rebuild in the summer, quite rightly so, but they have to get them right. You did say it, Roger, like you, can, you can predict this stuff. Had Rangers won, the calls tonight would have been, see, we, we're, we're just as good as Celtic now that, that Michael Beale's in. Yeah. And if Celtic won, it would be that they're, they're nowhere near us. You can all say what you like, but we, we're miles ahead. You could have set your watch by that either way. So, well, what, what what is the truth? Because I'm glad I don't need to give an opinion in these things. Because I always remember when Celtic had their real dominance with Brendan Rodgers and stuff. We used to, we used to get calls saying it's going to be 15 in a row, and, and you know, go, football tends to not work like that. But what what is this gap then? How 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 far away are Rangers? Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, the nine points adrift in the league. Now, we said last week, and again, Andy, cover your ears. That there's a bigger gap for me between the top two and the rest than there has been for a long, long time, and you see that by the way Rangers second go and win easily twice away at Hearts third, so there's a big gap there. But I think there is a gap between Rangers and Celtic. Um, Celtic didn't <coughs> play at their best yesterday. Remember how Celtic played in the four 0 game at Celtic Park in September? That was Celtic at their best. Um, Celtic yesterday weren't at their best and didn't need to be at their best to win the cup final. Um, Rangers need changes They need to get A lot of players out In the summer They need to get A lot of players in They've just appointed Michael Beale A couple of months ago Three months ago Gordon So they clearly trust him What they now need to do Is back him There's going to be scope there You know I'm just looking I'm taking notes here Nine players Whose futures Are up for grabs Everybody knows about Morelos and Kent But there's Ryan Jack Alan McGregor Stephen Davis Scott Arfield Philip Hollander And then the two lone players Malik Tillman And James Sands so you need to immediately decide how many of those nine you keep. And then if you're not keeping many of them, you know, they're just going to end up getting eight or nine or ten players in in the summer. And they might need eight or nine or ten players in in the summer. I think the disparity in the starting 11 is there for everyone to see. I think Celtic have a better team than Rangers, but I think the bigger disparity is in the squad. I think I touch on it most weeks. Then you look at the five subs that Celtic are bringing on on a weekly basis, just... Always impacting games. I think as players you could argue could be starting in, in Celtic's starting eleven in any given week. So I think that's where the real uh, disparity for me becomes. Uh, and Roger quite rightly points out there's, I mean, there's good. 
I think Michael Beale says he doesn't want to call it a rebuild, he, he calls it a revamp, but no, it's, it's got to be a rebuild because, like I says, when you talk about the, the, the depths in terms of both squads, I think there's the gaps there for everyone to see. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, there's always time for a bit of beat the pundit Rangers fans. Maybe you can cheer yourself up by getting a victory. Celtic fans, maybe you can keep the winning weekend going and fans of all the other teams maybe you can get in on the action maybe you're sick fed up of hearing it so take your chance on beat the pundit 01419511025 lines close at 7 tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde one super scoreboard Roger Hanna is here and Andy Halliday's still here as well he's going through it all with us after yesterday uh, looking back on the league cup final if there is anything else uh, surprise me if you want to change the subject, please. That's absolutely fine. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But I've got a funny feeling that there's a bit of mileage left in the League Cup final and all the fallout from it, and it probably won't end tonight either. So strap yourselves in. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You should strap yourself in because I saw you almost fall off your stool. <laughs> there, Roger. Roger Hannah, you okay? I think the mushroom has booby trapped this <laughs> from me. Roger just went to five foot eleven to five foot two. What happened there, Roger? I was worried about you there. Anyway, keep your calls coming. We'll do more of them straight after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Two titans of Beat the Pundit here in the studio, but you know, Roger Hanna, busy weekend working in Dingwall on Saturday, then I'm sure busy, busy putting the paper together last night. Andy's had an emotionally draining weekend as well, uh, so you never know. This could be your night, Richard and Irvin. How's it going? Bad, so bad. Have you ever played before? I've phoned up on a Thursday a few times and I've actually done alright. I've totally forgot it's Monday night. Schoolboy error. Ah, schoolboy error, Richard. Anyway, I'll toss the coin. If it's heads, you'll be Roger Hanna on his minus one. Tails, Andy Halliday. Bad news. Well, it'd be bad news either way, but it is Roger Hanna for mm. you, Richard. Good luck, Richard. So I'm going to give him some. That's cheeky, isn't it? Bad news. I can't believe you've said that. I, I, did I not recover and I said it would be bad ah, news either nah, way you, you meant what you meant the first one you dived in there nah, like, Roger's a man you Roger's dived a man. in like you always do so consider it a yellow card from me just like that tackle on nah I'm kidding I won't bring it up again <laughs> uh, let's give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he can't hear what's going on Richard 30 seconds answer as many as you can if you want to pass and move on that's fine with me okay ready Richard Oh, have we lost Richard? Richard, are you still there? Oh no, his line's not good. His line's not good. What's happening here? Do you think his bottle's crashed or his line's gone, Andy Halliday? Mm. I'll, give him, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, so it's a dodgy line. I do think he's still there. I can hear your clay tube blaring here, actually. Roger Hanna's singing along and bobbing his head. He's still not listening to us. We've lost Richard. What a disaster this is. Oh, you might need to play him. Roger? I think we're getting Richard back. If we get if we don't get Richard back in the next thirty seconds, it could be a possibility. Richard, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, yeah. Let's go. You ready? Yep. Right, your time starts now. In what year did Rangers last beat Celtic in a league game? Two thousand twenty-two. Name either outfield player who's played all Premiership games for Celtic this season. Which team are higher in the world rankings Scotland or Republic of Ireland Republic of Ireland Who was the only team to have a player sent off In the Scottish Premiership at the weekend Oh 
Ross County Which SPFL team's home stadium is traditionally known as Recreation Park? Dunfermline Okay, let's bring back Roger Roger? Right, what's going on? What, uh, Richard disappeared and we had to get him back You were almost playing Andy Halliday, it was chaos Oh, for goodness, Gordon Dale's in marriages that haven't lasted that you long You seem to be enjoying whatever it was you were listening Belinda to Belinda Carlyle Magic, you ready? Go for it In what year did Rangers last beat Celtic in a league game? 2021 Name either outfield player who's played in all of the league games for Celtic this season uh, Oh, good question, McGregor Who's higher in the world ranking, Scotland or Republic of Ireland? Scotland Who was the only team to have a player sent off in the Premiership at the weekend? St Johnson Which SPFL team's home grounds traditionally known as Recreation Park? Alloa Who are the defending Italian champions? AC Milan what country will this season's Champions League final be held? Turkey Richard, do you wish it was a Thursday? Wow (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good wow or a bad wow? Uh, It's a, it's a, it's a, at least you tried wow (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out, in what year did Rangers last beat Celtic in a league game? I do feel for Richard, because you can hit the post in some of these He's went, I think you went 2020 did you Richard, or 22? 22. You said 22, sorry, uh, it's 2021, so Roger gets it right, 1-0 to Roger No, no Yeah, you're on your minus one, yeah. so 0-0 I must admit, this question, unbelievable <laughs> you, This is the one that you're all going to show off to your pals, did you know Name either outfield player that's played in every league game for Celtic this season I put Cameron Carter-Vickers, but I don't know if it's right nice. I, It is Matt O'Reilly or Leo Labada Really? really? Unbelievable no, I and that. I hope you two producers in there have got that right because I am amazed. Is but it, right? it does make sense though because Carter Vickers has definitely been injured. So is Callum McGregor. Yeah. So is Key Logo. You know. So th- yeah, yeah. They may, but these guys. That's amazing. Yes, they might not have started, but they've played in every game. That's amazing. Surprising. Brilliant. No, no. Brilliant. Uh, still nil nil. Um, Richard, you had a fifty-fifty shout. Scotland or Republic of Ireland? Scotland or higher? That's when you know it's not your night, Richard. When it's a Scottish show, <laughs> you just go with the Scottish answer. Uh, you know that, six places in it, just the six places. St Johnston had a player sent off at the weekend. It's starting to swing towards Roger Hanna, and it's still zero for you, Richard. Yeah. The SPFL stadium, traditionally known as Recreation Park, is. Aloha, Richard Wentham Fairman And that was it Richard, it was all over for you He even had the chance to rub salt into the wounds AC Milan are the Italian champions The final will take place in Turkey He got everyone right and you got everyone wrong That's a bad combination Oh in fact he didn't get the Celtic one right There you are, you can hang on to that Excellent, right well Must try harder (laughs) Brilliant, thank you Richard (laughs) Richard and Irvin, a good sport though, nevertheless Absolutely Good Ayrshire Derby Another week, another stadium wrong for me. You're terrible at stadiums, terrible. aren't you? I said Airdrie, I don't know why I thought no, it was Airdrie. No, 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 no. You've played at them all, how I'm do you terrible know? terrible at stadiums. What's honestly. it called now? No idea. Indodrill. <laughs> I mean, come on, I've never got that. That's why I very quickly changed it, because my sheet doesn't actually say traditionally, but I had a wee panic when I was reading the question, because I thought it is called the Indodrill now, so there we go. Thinking on your feet and all that. Thank you, though, to Richard on Beat the Pundit. Another victory, another victory. Uh, for Roger Hanna 01419511025 You can try again tomorrow Let's hear from Michael Beale again Sort of overall reflections if you like We started the game really poorly We never found any rhythm in the first half We was always in the game But we never played with a rhythm that we we wanted to Or that we can do uh, There's no qualms, There's no complaints with the overall result I thought 
the start of the second half, we come out, we improve. We had a big moment where Ryan hits the post. We should do better with a rebound. If we score in that moment, then that's it. It might be a momentum change. We find ourselves 2-0 down and we go and score. And we showed a lot of character and resilience to try and push the game. But today, um, I was expecting more from the team, from myself, from the day. And so it's disappointing. The fans, by and large, have been on Roger expecting more from Michael Beale. He, he was expecting more from his team, so... Are there players there that is, is, I mean is that Is that valid Are there players there that Let him down to a, a point yesterday Well there are players there Who haven't done anything To enhance their futures at Rangers um, Michael Bill knows a lot of these players From his previous spell at the club And I think when you know players You're probably more likely To be loyal to those players And give them more chances Than you might give players That you don't know But I wonder if there's a few Rangers players From yesterday Maybe haven't done their long term chances any any good. You know, if you're looking before the game, you ask Rangers fans, would you keep Morelos and Kent? A lot would say yes, we would. But I asked that question to Billy earlier on, and he said no, he wouldn't. Um, the substitutes, the first Jack and Raskin sort of enhanced their reputations. Does that maybe push Ryan Jack towards a new deal? I don't know whether it does or not, but. There wasn't much from Cholag, there wasn't much from Cantwell, there wasn't much from Wright when they came off the bench. So you just wonder, Michael Beale, I think, will be building up a dossier on each individual player and he'll have big decisions to make mm. before the end of the season about who he wants to take with him going forward into the new season. It's not the power of this fixture, Andy, because I'm a bit torn because I feel like I feel like there was a lot of positivity on these phone lines from Rangers fans last week. Undeniably, there was. And that has... Evaporated after yesterday So that would suggest That one fixture Is enough to, to flip things But I also see A lot of Rangers fans Saying We actually didn't Learn anything new We sort of just It was existing Deficiencies That we've all known about That that were exposed again Yeah And sometimes You can react on emotion And you know Hindsight's a, a brilliant thing I think I can't remember What the call was earlier I think it may have been Billy that phoned And said they wanted Ryan Jack and Campbell From the start I'm not buying it. He was saying that at one o'clock on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, and you know nine times out of ten at the old firms, if if you lose games, the person that doesn't play is a better player. So, I actually think when Campbell come on, I think he was one that was guilty. Actually, sort of, no, the, the I think the play broke down him a couple of times when Rangers had counter attacks and promising and positions. I, I I do think he was a part of the team that came on and sort of galvanised the team. But I do think Ryan Jack and and, and Nicholas Raskin were the main two that I thought really improved the performance of the team. Uh, but I think if you're going off the starters I think you're only really looking at Alfred, uh, Alfredo Morelos for scoring a goal and Alan McGregor's pass marks mm. Andy is on the line he's actually got Alan McGregor on his mind I believe good timing that Andy take it away Hi there panel um, first thing I just want to say it's the first time I've been on the show when Andy Hardy's been on it so I just want to say I'm a big, big fan um, of the show of course and obviously uh, your work on Open Goal Um Another thing I would just like to say to you, Andy, is I was I was a bit gutted that you got let go the year that we we ended up going on to win the league. <laughs> I think you deserved as being a massive part of the rebuild. I think you deserved to I get. Listen, uh, hate, Andy, you're, you're oh, making no. him blush. You're making him blush. Ah, he doesn't like that, this Andy, stuff. Thank you. Makes him nervous. Uh, what about the current crop then? Yeah. So my point uh, about McGregor is that. I think that he should be, if he wants to, I think that he should be kept on, or asked to be kept on for another season. Because what we've seen, like, I mean, we've seen them as try to, to, I guess, get McLaughlin 
to be the, the new number one, and that's not really worked out. Um, if the player hadn't signed on, then we, would, we wouldn't be in a good place. Uh, he's shown time and time again he can make big saves. He made a big, you know, he made some some good saves yesterday. Even though the result didn't go our way, um, you could see him commanding the the box as well. And when the passing out from the 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 by kick wasn't happening, he was telling them just go up, I'll lob it up. Um, so you can see that he's you know he's he's certainly a, a big uh, leader you know on the pitch, but the. The other thing that I'm thinking about is this week, even if we go out and we buy a new, spend a bit of money and we buy a keeper who we look at as this is our new number one, is it could backfire and it could be like Celtic, you know, spent a lot of money on Barkas and that didn't work out for them. So even if they kept him on, if he's willing to and wanting to as a sort of backup slash coach, because I think he's, he's got a coaching role at the moment and it would give us a kind of get out of jail card if, if it didn't work out with a new keeper I mean, I'm interested in, in the sort of timing Andy not because I've got anything against Alan McGregor far from it but the sort of theme from Rangers fans tonight and, and on social media is like we need to we need to move things forward and things need refreshed and, and new players need brought in and so on but you actually you're, one of your priorities right now is to, to actually have him stay yeah yeah, but not like as I say, it's it's not in a, a way of going like he should be our, our number one. We should be looking at, at you know getting a new number one who's younger, who's who's fresher. Um, but like as I say, like it didn't like when you look at Celtic when they bought Barkas, it didn't work out for them. And the same thing could happen with Rangers. You know, you could spend a lot of money and it could be a dud, or it just doesn't work out for them. And McGregor's shown time and time again, and you know he's bailed us out this season. If we I just I believe I personally I believe if he hadn't signed for the, the year extension um, for this season and we were relying on McLaughlin for this season then we would be in a worse position than we are right now Each to their own Roger it's not a criticism of Andy it's just not necessarily the, the point I expected to be raised tonight I'm not sure um, well Rangers fans can tweet and call and tell us how much they agree or disagree with it yeah, um, he's been a great servant to Rangers He's been inducted into the club's Hall of Fame A couple of weeks ago there um, Almost 50 caps for Scotland uh, Alan McGregor has had a great career But I think if Rangers are to progress Under Michael Beale next season They need big changes And at the risk of sounding ageist And Alan McGregor's a lot younger than me, Gordon um, I'm not sure keeping Alan McGregor beyond the end of the season is, is necessarily the way Rangers need to go forward. Your big pal, of course. You can um I don't know if you've given us the exclusive if he's retiring or not. We thought that last season. Yeah, um, no, I don't know. Uh as far as I'm concerned, I think it's between him and Andy Gorham as the two best ever Rangers goalkeepers. Uh fantastic servant for the club. Uh but I mean he's forty one year old. I think, you know, there's there's got to be yeah. a time that his his Rangers career is going to come to an end. You know, Andy talked about you know you might bring somebody else, you might spend a bit of money, and they might be a dud. Me and Roger just spoke about it five minutes ago that as much as Rangers have got a rebuild and a revamp, a number a number of players that are coming in, and Postecoglou had the same rebuild and got them right. So it's very very important that Rangers get it right in the summer with whoever they bring in. And as a man from Kevin, I can't have this conversation finished without the lighthouse, Peter McCloy. <laughs> Come on, not everything it has to be about. Born in nineteen ninety one, Roger. Um, Andy, what a, that might be like that's probably a conversation that will be taking place or, or one for another day. What do you make of some of the the reaction to yesterday? Some of the criticism is it over the top or is it is it fair? 
I think it. No, I don't. I think a lot of it's fair. I mean, I was watching the game, and, and me and my, my pals were kind of all saying pretty much the same things that has been said. Is that I mean, I, I think that a lot of people saying that the starting lineup was wrong is uh, is a bit harsh because you don't really know how the game's going to go until it's started. But once you've seen how it's going and you see that it's not working in the midfield, I thought that that they should have made changes at half time. I thought Raskin should have started personally, but. I thought it's certainly at half time they should have brought on um uh, you know, we'll change it up in the midfield, whether it be Jack or Raskin. I think those these type of games though, Jack is more suited to I think when the game's a bit more open, um when it's playing against like Celtic or, or a European night and it's not, you know, you know, playing with, with you know <laughs> everybody, you know, playing in defence, then Jack can pick out a pass. Um, he's a bit better getting to those second balls. So, I, personally, I think that Jack should have started. But, but it's at the end of the day that the Kamara and Lynch from our class players. I just I think that they should have made the changes earlier, and that's what killed us. So, are you overall? You sound fairly sort of relaxed, calm about it. Emotions run high. I think the first caller of the show said he was disgusted that you're the first caller of the the second hour. How do you feel overall about the picture at the moment? Well, I think it's about learning from the mistakes. I think we all, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a final. It, it's gotten to to not come away with the trophy when you're so close to it. But it's about kind of, like, it is looking at the long-term picture. And we have brought in two players and there'll be more coming in and uh, building a team that's that's going to kick on. And we've seen, like, when the changes were made, the, the game changed. So I think... Raskin is certainly a brilliant player Cantwell is a brilliant player So I think if we bring in players of that calibre Then I'm positive for next I'm feeling pretty positive for next season If if we can kick on and do that But it's these wee mistakes and I, Maybe it's because deals And you know It's early stages of his managerial career But uh, And he Maybe I don't know why That he waited to the 65th minute Before making a change But um you know, these things probably get better over time. But There's going to be time for this, obviously. It's only Monday night, but is there still... Is this next couple of weeks, couple of months? How crucial is it, Roger? Because, yes, I understand that I was at Livingston. I watched Partick Thistle. I think Nicholas Raskin looks pretty good. But it's two games. Todd Cantwell again. Have we, have we really seen that much? No. No, yeah, that, to, to, to sort of hang well, I, your I think, hat I think Raskin has immediately impressed Rangers supporters There's no question about it I, I know the point Michael Beale made when you played the audio earlier on He'd only played against Partick Thistle and Livy And they had a lot of the ball in those games They weren't going to have as much of the ball against it I get all of that But he's looked the part so far He's only just turned 22 years of age Cantwell, I'm less convinced about I would need more I would need a bigger sample of his work if you like He hasn't shown for me the way Tom Lawrence did In that first month of the season before he got injured, I thought he was he made a more immediate impact than Todd Cantwell has. In terms of how important is the next two or three months, it's hugely important for a lot of the Rangers players, and it's hugely important for Michael Beale. They do not want the gap to Celtic to grow into double figures, um, because that doesn't look very good, Gordon, and they must retain the Scottish Cup, because if they don't, they're opening up the possibility of a treble for Celtic. Because that's where it can come down to that 190 minutes, Andy. Mm-hmm. Because everything's been sort of fine up until this point and good, and the, the gap to Rangers' credit has just stayed at nine. Celtic have kept winning, but so have Rangers. Does that, does that gap become 
Is there a bit more scrutiny on that now? If you if that suddenly starts to grow at a time when you've lost the League Cup final, is that when the criticism will mount? Yeah, definitely. And how the how the Rangers as a squad react to it? Are they psychologically damaged for the final? Are, are, they, are they going to go and then go in a, a lull from now to you know the next Old Firm game that's coming up in a few weeks' time? But as Roger said, I, I know it's not what you want to hear after losing a cup final, but I think Rangers will, will go back into the training ground, realise there's still a lot to play for. As Roger says, I think a, a massive importance for them now is to re- uh, retain the Scottish Cup. I do think Celtic are still favourites for the trophy. Uh, but at the end of the day Michael Beale's still got to work with the squad that he's got just now and then when this rebuild comes in the summer get it right Celtic have got a quarter final away to Hearts you could do something about this Andy you know well I'll do my best <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the other Andy on the line 01419511025 we'll take your calls next taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 Or it's Twitter At Clyde SSB Let me check for a full time teaser for you So you think I would do this in Advance, you know what I mean? A bit of forward plot We've been busy We've been busy tonight We've not even got to our managerial Change in Scottish football We're going to need to say that you You get very selfish about these things Because on one hand I'm sorry to see Liam Fox lose his job He's a perfectly good man and it's sad and it's a big story and you think, teammate I mean could you not just have waited to Wednesday and then that would have given us something to talking about during the week but I shouldn't I shouldn't make it all about me um, is he next team oh Livy yeah yeah Livy he's yeah. my captain yeah I was it I was just anxious they didn't do it on Saturday night to delay my departure <laughs> any longer from Dingwall I had to get through it when Jim Goodwin was sacked at Easter Road on a Saturday night you don't get out of Edinburgh you're stuck in that traffic death, Roger isn't he? absolutely um, can I worry you more I'm coming way. to your game on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Nielsen beware you didn't do Stevie Hamill's last stand did you? E- no, was Frey, no David Freel no Fraser, Fraser, Fraser was up at Kirkcaldy ah, he's a grim reaper anyway uh, I like this one the crazy pony sent it in there are 11 Surnames Shared by someone who's scored In the Scottish Premiership Since the start of last season And someone who's managed In the English Premier League What? You like that? Let's see, uh, Tricky I'm going to need that read out again There please. are 11 surnames That are shared by someone Who's scored in the Scottish Premiership Since the start of last season and someone who's managed in the English Premier League. Oh, right, okay. So if, does, um, if there was a former Man City manager called Halliday, I like that a lot, then by that would have been one of the answers. Does the crazy pony get out much? Oh, that's rich that's coming a, from I you. Tell you what, that's a cracking <laughs> question, though. Listen to this guy, the national colour of Japan. He was giving it at the top of the show. Oh, I'm going to start us off with a, a Hearts player then. Michael Smith. Yeah, take your pick. Alan, Dean, Jim, Walter, Walter Smith yeah. have all uh, have all managed in the uh, the English Premier League. Well done, Jordan Jones, Dave Jones. What happened? No, apparently. Oh, yeah, apparently not for whatever reason. Yeah, who's that? Well, I don't know. Scored this season or the start of last season? Since the start of last season. Dave Jones is managing the Premier League now. Yeah, unless Mm. John Jones hasn't scored in the Premier League. I know he scored in the Cup because it was there when he scored against them. Maybe that. Maybe that. I'm hoping it's that because the pony doesn't usually get them wrong. No, it doesn't. Oh, wow. Anymore to kick us off. I'm going to go as far as saying that's my favourite full time teaser for a long time. Wow. (laughs) What about Nicky Clark and Steve Clark? Say it again, sorry. Nicky Clark and Steve Clark. By the way, it's spelt wrong. It's spelt different. 
Gordon Yeah but he's not, But he's spelt the same As Frank Clark Yeah <laughs> and, and Harry Clark Remember him Yeah He's spelt the same, same as, as Steve Clark So there we so go, go. Them we'll like them. Right okay listen We'll leave it there Brilliant. We'll get them before the end of it. Believe me They do not need to be As complicated as this It can be Name the last 10 top scorers in the league Whatever um, But that's a very good one From the Crazy Pony To full time At Clyde1.com Full time at Clyde1.com I do like that question I have to say. <laughs> uh, Very very good um, Let's hear a bit more from Some of the main characters Yesterday Michael Beale talking about In fact let's hear from James Tavernier actually Because I think his comments were Interesting You Rangers fans might want to react to these You know first and foremost I have to apologise to the fans You know it was uh, Unacceptable performance from ourselves You know the first half you know, it wasn't good enough. We know that. Um, obviously, conceding before the, the half time, you, know, you give yourself more to do. And then, obviously, concede the second one. And then, you know, we, we get a goal, create another good chance uh, from Razo on the post. But, you know, we wasted enough um, time in the game to, to react, and that's the most uh, disappointing fact of that. As a team, we have, to, we have to show up on the day. And I felt that we didn't do that for large parts of the game. And we all have to look in the mirror and um, be honest with each other. And you never know, obviously want to lose against your rivals and in a, and in a cup, cup, cup final. So we have to look at this and move forward. It's the first defeat we've had under, under the gaffer. You know, we've been getting the results that we wanted to. But today, when it matters, we, we didn't get the result. We know there's a lot of work to be done. And we're continuing to work hard at the training pitch. But, you know, we, we have to deliver every game. George is a Rangers fan. How do you feel after yesterday, George? Terrible, and I blame Michael Beale for it all. For all of it? Yes, for all of it. He played the, the team. The team selection was shocking. He told us all week that Tillman was injured, and he plays him in front of Raskin. There's no explanation for that. Mm. There's, two, there's two layers, Roger. Look, this is it's come up a lot, and a lot of Rangers fans feel it. There are. What's your best team to win the game? And is Nicholas Raskin part of that? Yeah. And then there's optics, as people talk about. You've fallen nine points behind. You've needed to improve the squad in January. You've said numerous times you're buying players to improve your starting 11. You then don't start any of them. So there's you know, two ways of coming at it, I suppose, and George is very unhappy with it. George is unhappy. Other callers tonight, Rangers supporting callers, have said similar things about Michael Beale. I'll just go back to that audio you played a minute or two ago, Gordon. Now, James Tavernier was inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. James Tavernier has won a league title with Rangers. He's won a Scottish Cup with Rangers. He's taken Rangers to a European final. He scored almost 100 goals for the club. But I'm afraid I've heard all that spiel before from him after a game. Fashion Sakala came out with bold words last week. He talked the talk and Sakala and Tavernier and their teammates couldn't walk the walk Rangers fans don't want to hear James Tavernier coming out after another game saying oh we need to look at ourselves you need, we're winners and we need to win games they want James Tavernier to turn up during the game and he and a number of his teammates didn't turn up yesterday um, I can't really remember the last time James Tavernier had a major influence on an old firm game and he needs to do better Rather than talking better Is that fair George? Are there players that need to take a bit of flack? I mean you've put it all on the manager How can There must be more to it The defending with schoolboy stuff I have taught my 12 year old grandson Lewis How to defend better than that 
She's got visions of George and Lewis in front of the fireplace. Lewis could be part of the rebuild in the summer. Keep that high line. Um, what, what, what specifically was wrong with the defending, Andy? Clearly something, but. Well, I think uh, the the first goal in particular was a sort of pattern how the first half went, where Rangers were sort of in position to press, but not really pressing, not really marking. It was all too passive, where Celtic were just be able to sort of pop it round them, and especially out wide, I thought they could get the ball out wide at will and and, and you know get at somebody one v one crosses into the box, and I think that was the case for the first half. I think Glenn Kamara's got to do a lot better, realizing that that Aaron Moy's in space and you know tuck his cell in him when Aaron Moy receives the pass and get closer to him to try and affect what he's going to do, but then. You know, Conor Golson looks as if he's he realises that Aaron Moy's got a lot of space he looks as if he's about to jump and try and affect it but he's never going to get there and then when the ball goes wide he's out of position uh, and I think it was just sort of a domino effect from there I think Tav then has to sort of narrow in to, to, to try and track the runner a Maeda then Ben Davies has got to shift right across so it was a sort of domino effect for the first goal and I think you can analyse every goal and think you know, sure. there, there, there's ways to defend better I think the second goal is similar, but I think the second goal is very, very good football mm-hmm. from Celtic. I think it's really quick, intricate passing. Uh, again, one thing you've got to say about Kyogo, he, he's got a number of attributes, but I think he's, he, his main attribute for me is his off-the-ball movement and his, his ability to be in the right position. I think the second goal was was, uh, was more a, a combination of good football rather than poor defending. It feels like every defeat Rangers have had in the last seven years has led to a discussion about how culpable James Tavernier is or isn't I'm certainly more so since he became captain and I see it raging on again maybe on the back of that apology was he culpable yesterday? I'm going to disagree with Roger on the fact that I think I think James Tavernier defended better yesterday than I've seen him defend for a lot of games this season I actually thought he controlled Daisa Maeda for the, the majority of the game I think he could do better for the first goal. I've seen a lot of people pointing blame towards him for the second goal. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. But in terms of his attacking, uh, uh, he's attacking influencing games that Roger's speaking about, I think you've got to agree with. I think other than the sort of ball that he flashes across goal that Cameron Carter-Vickers does incredible to divert by the post, never mind divert into his own goal. Uh, other than that, I don't think he affected the game enough going uh, forward. Andy, you can go back and listen to the recordings of this show for the last five years. Now, James Tavernier is limited in his defensive capabilities. That doesn't bother me if he's charging forward and contributing goals and assists the way he has been. I think Rangers fans are content that he's not the best right back in the world as long as he's doing the stuff going forward. And too often in games against Celtic in the last 18 months, he hasn't done the stuff going forward. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, he did get the assist for the Alfredo Morelos goal, and he could have got another assist from the the the, the one that Cameron Carter Vickers defended well. But listen, I, I do agree. I, I do think he's got to be doing more. They all do. I'm not, it sounds as if I'm targeting him. It's not fair. I'm not targeting him. They all need to do better. Yeah. They all need to step up. And the last thing that George and the Rangers fans need to hear is another one of those post-match laments oh, from him. Yeah, oh, listen, that, that, that's something I, I definitely don't disagree with, but be, having been in that position and a, a number of times at different football clubs, there's nothing you can possibly say that's going to make a fan feel yeah, better after yeah. a cup final defeat. I've got a sympathy for you lot on that regard, I must say. Um, George, you, you were putting most of it, all of it, on Michael Beale. Are you, are you, are you sort of concerned about him going forward? Or, I mean, surely it's a bit early for that sort of stuff, isn't it? Is all week that Tillman was injured. Why play him in front of Raskin? Can't answer that. Well, his answer is that Raskin hadn't.
played a lot you don't have to, to buy yeah. that um, I, but I think when you've seen Michael Beale's post-match interview when he's talking about having match legs I mean if John Lundstrom's not trained in a month I don't think he's then got match legs if he's only trained for two days but again I, I said it I, I didn't have too much issues with the starting 11 it was more that I think everyone watching the game seen that a change was needed at half time and I think you know, as a manager you've got to be proactive not reactive and I think when you go 2-0 down I think it's, it's it's easier to start playing when you're 2-0 down you're chasing the game Celtic have got a lot to hold on to and I think by that time it, was, it obviously just turned out too late mm, Thank you to George I did say it's often the case James Tavernier um, gets a bit of stick for these things Tommy on Twitter never mind an apology we've all heard it before a disgrace yesterday says Tommy lots of um, strong emotion coming through on there I know that tends to happen on social media for sure at Clyde SSB you can join George on the line 01419511025 George was not happy at all at what he witnessed yesterday that tends to be uh, the way of it after a defeat like that let me check in you two on your teaser we're looking for what a question it is how many did I say we're looking for 11 11, 11 surnames I just had one as well I 11 surnames <laughs> I just are, had one that came to my head there but I forgot it 11 surnames it that are shared by players that have scored in the Scottish Premiership since last season and a man who's managed in the English Premier League sounds like a lot but when you hear the answers Smith for instance right Andy's teammate Michael Smith and then there was Walter Smith and Jim Smith and Dean Smith who've all managed in the English Premier League. You've got Clark as well, Nicky Clark, Frank Clark, Harry Clark, Steve Clark. Uh, Lewis Ferguson and Sir Alex Ferguson. Yes, well done. What about Fairly Andy's teammate George Grant and Avram Grant? Great shout. No. No, that's right. That's right. Has he scored a league yep. goal? Yep. Mm. Against Dundee United. At home The crazy pony's going to need to up his, up his game What about uh, George Graham and then United Ross Graham Brilliant yep. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant What about Davies Billy Davies and No oh. mm. Davies and Davis I can't believe there's not a Davies no. Ben Davies no score for the No Anyway, we'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots and lots been said about yesterday's game at Hamden. And we're not done yet. Not for tonight, not for the rest of the week, I can't imagine. So keep them coming. 0141-951-1025. Just very quickly on your teaser tonight then. 11 surnames. Shared by scorers in the Scottish top flight since last season And someone who's managed in the English Premier League So you've got like Smith Michael Smith and Walter Smith You've got Clark You've got Ferguson, Lewis and Sir Alex You've got Graham, Ross Graham, Dundee United George Graham, Arsenal Any more? Another Graham Graham Taylor Ash Taylor Brilliant Or Peter Taylor There we go Give you your Taylor What about uh, Mick McCarthy And Conor McCarthy Oh that's good that's That, is, that right. is very good Yep Because that Conor McCarthy May be forgettable No offence Conor If you're listening I don't know If this will count Spelling and uh, uh, It's got to be The exact spelling mm -hmm. oh, Are you going to no. give me Barry Mackay And Malky Mackay No spelled yeah. different Sorry oh. There is one you've played with I keep telling you Is he currently with them Maybe No You're oh, kidding That's an absolute belter mm -hmm. It's not Barry It's not Barry McKay And a manager no, We can't think of No, no. no, no. 
Mm. And he's quickly going through his entire heart. So you've got a big squad as well. We'll be here all night. Uh, well, Xander Clark and Frank Clark would have worked, nah, wouldn't nah, it? Nah, but it's not him. No. No, he's not scoring. Oh, he's not, not scoring. Of course, yeah. Come on. Come on. Right, well, you th- nearly scored in the cup. That's true. Well, you think about it. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, full of praise, obviously, for his double goal scoring Japanese striker. Two seasons in a row, he scored a double in the League Cup final. It's invaluable to have a player who is willing to do everything in his power to help the team. You know, um, it's not just about his goals, and obviously the goals are important, uh, the most important thing. But he just works so hard. You know, and again, he's another one who, whatever rewards he gets, they're hard earned. You know, he's not floating about out there just waiting for a chance. He's running his socks off to do things that other strikers won't do because he knows it's the right thing for the team. You know, players of this football club are often measured by how they perform on, on the biggest of stages and you know he delivers again and uh, you, know, you look at him and the size he is and the players he's up against and he doesn't shirk any of it you know he, he puts them under opposition's under pressure he's so clever with his movement and he wants to be front and center when the opportunity's there so you know he was outstanding today and he, he's, he's been outstanding I think from the moment he's joined our football club I even heard him do a bit of an interview in English yesterday and it was just, I just didn't know he had it in his locker and he plucked up the courage and it was great, great to see him because obviously the Japanese players usually do their media stuff yeah. through an, an interpreter. Don't get me wrong, I'm not sure that was his biggest contribution to yesterday. Um, maybe a strange starting point for me. 24 goals for the season, Roger. A double in the League Cup final for the second season in a row and he's the top scorer in the Premiership. It kind of tells its own story that, doesn't it? Remember the first half of the season Early on What Celtic yeah. fans phoning up saying <laughs> Giacomacchus is Burton Kyogo Giacomacchus needs to start the games um, And I think Ange Postacoglu's loyalty to Kyogo Is now being repaid And then some As you say 24 goals Scored in that crucial equaliser at Ibrox at New Year Otherwise the gap in the league Would have been 6 points Rather than 9 And you know having scored 2 against Hibs In last year's final To do the same in this year's final Shows his importance to Celtic And he is beloved by the Celtic faithful 13 and 15 in particular Since the uh, World Cup And kind of, you're sort of running out of ways to describe it. Is, it is it always, is it all about the movement? Is that what people, I mean look at the two goals yesterday What is it, a combined mm. distance of six yards between them? And how many of them have you scored? Then it's it's not through luck It's by design It's his, his movement out of, uh, Off the ball And his just ability To be in the right place At the right time And you know You could argue that Celtic's two biggest games Domestically this uh, this season So far Has been the game at Ibrox uh, uh, Just last month And then this final And he's he's came up With the big moments In both games So listen He's, he's been a fantastic seven for Celtic I don't think there's any doubt About that um, Obviously he gets headlines Hatati got headlines Is there anyone else Robert and Bayliston That you think maybe Deserves a bit of praise Yes, I do. Uh, first time caller here. Great to have you. Uh, opinion, I'd like to know the panel's opinion on how Andrew Johnson has settled into the Celtic team. Uh, personally, when he arrived, nobody knew about him. Uh, he had a terrific World Cup from what we've seen. Uh, Celtic fans, myself included, were a bit worried when we lost Juranovic. But it's now a case of who's Juranovic. The boys seem to have settled into the team superbly. And doesn't look at a place at all. I just wonder what the panel thinks of that. 
Yeah, he seemed to be getting right into it yesterday, Roger, as well. The full sort of emotion of the occasion, Alistair Johnson. Yeah, he's looked the part, hasn't he? Um, and Celtic fans, you're right, they're not talking about Juranovic anymore. You look at Kyogo's goals, they're not talking about Giacomakis anymore either. And the players, you know, people talk about Celtic bringing players in. The players who have been put out, you know, Abelgaard's gone, Eddie Gucci's gone. Um, there was a squad yesterday You know Burnaby is nowhere to be seen anymore he, He's very rarely seen And Nobody talks about these guys anymore Because the guys who are on the park Alistair Johnson among them Are doing so well And he he, he settled in really well Yeah I, I, I think defensively He's looked excellent uh, Really athletic Really strong um, I think in, in 1v1s when, when he does have to defend In 1v1 situations He's very very good Moves his feet very very well I don't think He's given quite the output that Josip uh, Juranovic does in an attacking sense, but I think that's where he will un- improve under this manager. I think mm. you look at Greg Taylor when, when Ange Postacoglu first came in, I think Greg Taylor was showing up very well defensively and then over time started to improve going forward and I think it's going to be the same with Arsenal Johnson. And Roger, we, to repeat a sort of a habit that you fall into after these games, we said that before in a negative sense, Whatever happens in a 90 minute in that fixture feeds into the discussion about the bigger picture. So, Robert's on to say, I thought Alistair Johnson was good yesterday. But what that also means, by extension, is look at Celtic's recruitment. Look at how Celtic are going about their business. Josip Juranovic was very good, but Ange Postacoglu said, get ready to lose your favourites. And they did. They got decent money for him. Maybe not as much as some people expected, but they get decent money for him. Off you go, and the next guy comes in. All at the same time that we're getting calls from Rangers fans saying seven out of the eleven that started in twenty nineteen are we refreshing yeah, but, as but, the way we should. But, but as Andy says, it's all very well seen. And I mentioned it myself earlier on. You know, Rangers might need eight, nine, ten players. Andy's talking about the, the revamp rather than the rebuild, whatever you want to call it. The key is to get the right players. You know, if Kyogo had come in and been rubbish. If Hitati had come in and been rubbish, then, you know, the gap would have been much, much smaller. Ange Postacoglu, I think Andy said about an 80% success rate. That's really good for recruitment. So, Michael Beale now knows that the bar's set at that level, and if he brings in 10 in the summer, eight of them better be good and match up to Kyogo and Hitati. Something we haven't actually got to, uh, Robert, believe it or not, even though the show's ending. Did you did you feel worried at any point yesterday? See, when it went to 2-1 and it... it Maybe looked a bit ropey. Were you worried? They're always confident. Uh, I was. There's always that wee bit of butterflies in your stomach. Say, well, Rangers are back into this. Uh, but I thought we coped. Celtic defence coped really, really well. Uh, again, going back to Andrew Johnson, the tackle we had near the end on uh, Ryan Kent, where he, he kept up with him. He must have been running on empty at that stage. So there's always that wee bit of nerves to say our Rangers are back in it, but I was quietly confident that Celtic were going to hold on. Is that maybe the most, well, if that's the impressive thing for Robert, is that one of the most damning things for Rangers, Andy? Because they had their tails up for a bit after the goal mm-hmm. and it looked like <clears throat> they could have pressed home, but actually you're 2-1 down in a cup final and it's there, there were no chances towards the end of the game. There wasn't really any kitchen sink and if anything, Celtic should obviously have scored a couple <laughs> at the end. Yeah, and I think the the sort of twenty five minute period where Rangers were uh, growing into the game and, and and starting to take control, I think if you look at it and and it's bunch, I think Sakala's obviously Ryan Kent hitting the post, Sakala with a follow up should score, Morelos's goal. Other than that, I can't actually remember off the top of my head. I, I, 
another big chance but then there's situations where like I said it's a couple of counter-attacks where you're 4v4 3v3 loose in possession you know the one where it gets flashed across it goes through Antonio Cholak's legs if Borna Barisic takes any touch doesn't have to be a good touch he's got a shot one-on-one with the goalkeeper from 12 yards out but I just thought that you know, I, I just think Rangers were a bit toothless in attack and, and you know Celtic quite rightly when they opened, uh, when the game opened up at the end Celtic had a couple of great opportunities when you when you talk about bringing on players of Haxabanovic with his pace and Abada with his pace I thought they looked dangerous in the last five minutes to extend the lead further Thank you Robert it was nice to speak to you for the first time hopefully we'll do it again soon Cheers thanks guys Good man Robert in Bayliston right you've got three more on this teaser I think good question 11 surnames that are shared by someone who's scored in our Premiership since last season and someone who's managed in the top flight in England so like Smith, Clark, Ferguson, Graham, Taylor, McCarthy, and Atkinson. Is that right? Well, we hadn't got Atkinson. Would you oh, mention it off air? Oh, you moused it to him, though, didn't uh-huh. you? That's what through. I knew you had it his somewhere, pal, right? His okay. pal Nathaniel Atkinson sorry, sorry, and Big sorry. Ron. How's about I saw him the other week, Stephen Bradley at Livingston and Bob Bradley. Um, Swansea manager. Again, you know, that's not on my list, but I can't see why it wouldn't be. He scored he against pre- or did he? he Premier League. Who? Well, Bradley was, oh, was that, that? Oh, was yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. No, to be was fair. that championship? Right. Wasn't? I think I'm yeah, not 100 percent sure. But I think so. Anyway, don't worry. But I think I've got one. Go on then. Scott Brown and Phil. Brown. Yes, I thought. I can't believe you're going to miss that one. All right, two more. Two more. Try to think if you. If you. I'm assuming I can't remember if you overlapped with this guy, which is really bad of me. But he played for Hearts. Ooh. Again, a sort of common name, if you like. Shares his name with a famous brand of crisps If that helps It's not Stevie Golden Jamie Wonder. Walker and Mike Walker Um Yes Jamie Walker Mike any Walker more? Everton manager Yeah Any more Any more One more Is it one more One more No I'm out Oh I need clues Clues time The music's on Gordon We need clues when the music comes no, on I think the goal this guy scored Up oh, here scored recently scored one goal oh, well, The one that springs to mind Was for Dundee United against Rangers uh, he's now moved down south and his well, it's name Jamie Robson and Bobby Robson. Or Brian. Or Brian, yeah. Here we go. Thank you, Andy Halliday, Roger Hanna. Look, days like yesterday, you don't get over them in just one show. So we'll be back tomorrow from six with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Please do join us. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>